Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. COVID-19 infection impacts on your mental health, guys. And what are your experiences? What do medical studies actually show? Time now to unpack this with psychiatrist Dr. Marshani Naidu, who practices at Akiso Mental Health Facilities in Johannesburg. Good afternoon, Dr. Naidu. Welcome to the official drive. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Great. Now, um... We have to ask you this one as the first question because it's very interesting, right? What do the latest medical studies say about the link between COVID-19 infections and mental health? Because I'm sure uh, it has an impact. Yes, definitely. And interestingly enough, uh, when I was researching this topic, I came across an article by Elizabeth Cooney. I just want to share a few words on what's mentioned. um, And I quote, Long after the fire of a COVID-19 infection, mental and neurological effects can still smolder. Early on, patients say they can't breathe. Later on, patients say they can't think. I found this quite interesting as as mental health practitioners, we have for some time suspected that there may be a link between the coronavirus and the development of mental health problems um, in individuals. But now lots of medical research is confirming this. Um, giving it so much of attention that in this year's American Academy of Neurology, um, an entire slot on hot topics, um, um, keynote addresses by the famous Dr. Porchi, put a lot of emphasis on neurological and psychiatric um, sequelae of COVID-19. So how does the virus actually interact or affect the brain? And again, there's not much known and it's still work in progress. But the virus interacts with the brain and the central nervous system, causing inflammation um, and inflammatory response, which can cause damage to the blood supply and leading to swelling of the brain. And this is how the virus impacts the central nervous system and could potentially result in an underlying or a new psychiatric illness. Um, Some studies show that COVID-19 patients frequently experience neurological complications like dizziness, confusion, delirium, and other cognitive problems. Um, sleep patterns have shown to be affected, and this is common in war times, pandemic times, where sleep is quite dysfunctional. But this may in turn um, lead to insomnia, and then can develop into a depression and anxiety, and then other more severe and serious mental health conditions. Now, Dr. Nainu, what about the long haulers, those who have had their COVID-19 symptoms that last for months after the infection? It may be more difficult for them to do things that they used to. Can that also impact on their mental health? Most definitely, and it's this new coined phrase, uh, post-acute sequelae of COVID uh, symptoms, abbreviated PASC. And this is the long COVID, and there's various uh, definitions of how long this effect is. But answering your question, definitely um, impact on mental health. Um, symptoms shown to be something called brain fog, which is difficulty in thinking or concentrating or focusing. So definitely the long-term effect of COVID-19 on the brain um, does result in a decline in the neurocognitive functioning. But again, um, a depression or what we call a dysthymia, um, more chronic, not as severe depression, but a long-standing depression. Um, most definitely anxiety symptoms, which 
most people, you know, most of us living through this time of uncertainty do experience. But then when it comes to a point of um, needing psychiatric intervention, anxiety disorders leading to uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, neurocognitive deficits where we have to differentiate what is a depression or a pseudo-dementia or early onset dementia. And we ask, what causes this long-haul, long-COVID kind of response that we see? And possible causes, again, you know, researchers are not completely certain, but a lack or decreased response from the immune system. So again, the more immunocompromised, immune-suppressed um, individuals, the elderly. A relapse or reinfection of the virus, um, that could also cause this long-haul inflammation or a reaction from the immune system. But what I find quite interesting is um, something called deconditioning, which is a change in physical function due to bed rest or inactivity. It's almost this inactivity syndrome, if you could call it that, this deconditioning of the brain, um, which results in the chronic fatigue and tiredness that most long haulers, long COVID survivors to complain of together with the underlying um, mental health problems. Now, for those who are listening right now and are probably struggling and they can can relate to what you're saying, Doc, um, what advice would you give to them in terms of dealing with it? Well, you know, I think being diagnosed with a potentially life-threatening illness such as COVID-19 can in itself be extremely stressful. Um, and, you know, most patients, well, the majority of patients that we come across um, are able to manage this condition at home. And I think it's for patients to stay busy, um, keep a routine going. You know, I often say just breathe, um, stimulate your senses, music, um, fresh air, you know, getting the vitamin D. Um, but then there's also the worry, the constant stress, the fear of the unknown, um, which puts us into a constant fight, flight, fight response. And, you know, that's our body inbuilt mechanism of survival. But um, the pandemic is over a year old now, and most of us are in a constant um, alert phase, alert state, where it, it causes an increase in cortisol, stress hormones, and again, puts us at risk of, of mental illness. So, um, you know, it's for patients to follow the doctor's advice, ensure you take care of your physical and emotional health, and if you have any a stage concern that the infection may be negatively impacting your physical or mental health to, sh- to seek um, assistance from a mental health, health uh, practitioner. Now, Doc, what about family members who are tuned in right now, right, who may expect a person to be themselves after COVID-19 infection? Because this is the first time the world has, has faced something like this. And a lot of people expect, like, all right, you're recovered now. It's back to uh, hitting the tracks full tilt. But... It's not necessarily that way. So they may not know how to support them. What can you say to them? So again, this is where I think, you know, the new buzzword is the long COVID or the PASC, as I described, that recovery from COVID-19 can take weeks up to months. Um, I read a study that was conducted in Finland where on autopsy on some of the the patients who have died of COVID-19, respiratory or other medical-related causes um, of death, there was found to be um, damaged brain or brain injury. But at the time, there were no brain symptoms. So families should be aware that, you know, recovery from COVID, physical recovery may be, may be quick, but 
getting the family members back to the normal bounty up itself may take quite some time um, due to the neurocognitive effects of the virus, um, the depression, the anxiety that um, is now being shown. And, you know, often in terms of trauma, the individual who has um, survived COVID-19, there's, there's different ways people deal with trauma. Um, some, some people build extreme resilience and rise above the trauma and become, you know, back to their, their pre-morbid function quite quickly. While others may experience something called survivor's guilt, um, if our entire family is infected and um, our spouse, for example, lost their life, the wife or the husband may experience a lot of survivor guilt, which may impact on the rest of the family. So, you know, just to answer the question shortly, I think family's care. Um, you would be concerned about your loved ones. Um, start being concerned or, you know, uh, start seeking help when these down days are more often than not. And your loved one is now distracted from the normal roles and responsibilities. There's this interesting thing for you to enjoy. But, you know, we all allowed a bad day every now and then. So it's just having a, a high index of suspicion and just being supportive. Um, you know, I, I'm saying in this time of pandemic, we should all just be kind for everyone. Everybody is fighting their own hard battle living with COVID or through the times of COVID. Now, finally, Dr. Naidu, um, we're talking about healthy lifestyles and obviously good work-life balance, sleep, physical activity. These are key elements in terms of uh, maintaining uh, a good well-being mentally as well. Uh, what would you like to say finally to all South Africans li- uh, listening in right now, uh, not just the people who had COVID and obviously mentally it has affected them in terms of getting to, uh, back on track with life, but for all South Africans who might be experiencing tough times amid the pandemic like all of us. Yeah, I think that's so important because we're currently on, as I said before, on this constant survival mode. Um, our brain is fighting in survival of a fight-flight fight response, which does make one more prone to stress. So maintaining a routine, you know, just a simple schedule, a simple routine, which becomes quite challenging with um, people working from home. Um, so I would encourage people who are working from home, people who are infected with COVID-19 and are recovering at home, wake up, get up, get going. You know, even if it's mild exercises, it's so important just to get your endorphins going, stretching, shower, get dressed, get ready for the day, even if you're working from home. Um, create a workspace. Um, make time for relaxation techniques. In the hospitals, we often encourage staff to do mindful hand washing, you know, just take your time out, deep breathing, feel the, the water, you know, find your senses and just be mindful of relaxing because just to allow the stress levels to drop. Um, you know, support yourself physically by balanced diet, um, not unnecessary distractions like constant um, screen time, social media, but maybe more positive um, activities to do during the day. Um, it's it's difficult. I've seen it in practice for patients managing their work from home, um, what they kids schooling from home, the challenges of online schooling. So again, I say, you know, consideration and kindness and mindfulness and relaxation in, in the midst of all the chaos. Psychiatrist Dr. Marshani Naidu, thank you very much for joining us on the official drive and sharing your expertise with us this afternoon. All the best. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Yeah.